This feature is brought to you by Higher Health, improving well-being, inspiring success. So what we're going to be actually speaking about, right, is the compulsory COVID-19 vaccine for university students, right? On the line, we have our University of South Africa CEO, Professor Ahmed Bauer, right? And maybe just to introduce what we're going to be speaking about, right, as the 2021 academic year draws to a close, many institutions of higher learning are considering making vaccination for students and academic staff compulsory. So the University of Cape Town's council has made COVID-19 vaccination compulsory for 2022 registration. And this university also proposed mandatory vaccination for staff and students but the student representative council also known as SRC rejected it and we are likely going to see more universities and colleges proposing this move and I think the general question that we're going to have is that is this fair but let's actually bring somebody in who can maybe uh, give us some more insight so uh, Professor Ahmed Bauer first of all a welcome to that lunch show thank you so much for having me uh, it's, it's absolutely a pleasure to have you so I mean let's speak about it right can universities really come Compel staff and students to vaccinate, right? To perform their duties, such as a condition for registration, right? Moving on to the 20, uh, 2022 year. So, as we do know this year, right, we are uh, well into the vaccination drive. Um, South Africa is one of the best countries, right, in terms of the African context, in terms of getting vaccination. But while we're looking at next year, when we have um, the UCT as one of them, right, uh, pro- uh, proposing the fact that it has to be compulsory. But can universities really compel staff? and students to vaccinate? Um, I think that, well, the question has to be looked at from another perspective, right? Okay, which is, okay. Yeah, which is that uh, I think the universities have, South African universities at least, mm. have really come to the conclusion that it's absolutely necessary to have students back on campus. Yes, yes. So that's the starting point, right? Okay. Uh, the second point then is that there's a requirement for universities to be absolutely sure that they've done the best they can mm. to make the campuses as safe as possible mm. for students and staff. So if we start at that point, then we have to ask ourselves, you know, just uh, what's the best evidence there is right, to make the campuses as safe as possible? Uh, um, you know, w- what do we draw on in terms of the best evidence available to make campuses as safe as possible? And the best evidence that's available at the moment it points towards having, uh, you know, students and staff vaccinated. So, you know, so now, of course, yeah. now comes the other problem, right? Which is some staff and students might say, sorry, you know, I don't want to be vaccinated. Uh, or, or that, uh, you know, uh, there's a medical reason that I can't be vaccinated um, and so on. And I think that then the universities have to come to some sort of understanding within themselves about how to deal with the situation of those students and staff. Yeah, no, I really hear that, right? And yeah. I mean, is so so we can kind of say that to a certain point, it's, it is in their efforts, right, to definitely bring students back on campus, which I happily agree with, because you want to protect um, the students and the staff and just the general public. I mean, because the pandemic, it really thrives on um, crowds, should we say, Correct. right? So Correct. now with... Does it not necessarily infringe on their oh. rights? Because as we know, the vaccination, you have a choice to vaccinate or not, right? Mm. And you have mm-hmm. the right to that choice, right? You, no one mm. can force you, no one can make it compulsory. So doesn't this in one way or the other infringe on their rights? Isn't there a law or policy that kind of pro- prohibits compulsory vaccination? No, sure, sure, that right is enshrined in our constitution. Yeah. But, but we have to think about individual rights in the context of social rights, right? In, yeah. the, in, the, in, in the context of 
a common good, if you like. Oh, yes, now, okay. Yeah, so let me let me just turn that around a little bit, right? So, um, first of all, I, mean, I think that we must be clear that universities can't bind students and staff down and jab them, right? That's not <laughs> yes. We can't, we can't, we're not talking about that, right? Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. So now it's a question of competing rights, right? So we have to we have to understand that there is no absolute right. I mean, so when we say that individuals in South Africa have the right to uh, freedom of expression, uh, we also understand that there are uh, that there are constraints on that right, right. So, for example, I mean, you know, that right doesn't translate to a right to be uh, uh, to to express. You're, you know, to express racist uh, 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 statements, if you like, you know, because you know there are there are other rights in the constitution which um, which curtail those individual rights, you know, where there's offence to indi- to groups or individuals, if you like. So, so like that, I mean, I think that when we think about uh, rights, we have to think about rights as uh, as being. Uh, uh, as, ha- as, as having uh, responsibilities that come with them. Now, if an individual rights are kind of, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, if an individual right uh, curtails the rights of the common good, if you like, yeah, also, yes. then there's a problem, right? Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. So. Yeah. I mean, in one way or another, right, uh, we can definitely see how COVID-19 has definitely highlighted uh, the poor, uh, should I say, uh, the poor health uh, infrastructure, but also our education infrastructures, right? It's really highlighted that, yes, COVID-19 is here. We, we, I mean, from the beginning of the pandemic, right, we're all kind of staying home for about the first three weeks. But then moving on, we realized, okay, we need to go, kind of go digital, right? And I think well into the fourth industrial revolution and contactless learning, um, we'll kind of put it in place. But we just realized that as South Africa, right, and I think maybe African countries in general, we're far behind. But I want to ask you, can we not see a continued... Um, how can I say, uh, how can I put this, Professor? Can we not say that, you know what, in as much as this is a compulsory or it, it, there's a need for us to, yes, um, maybe we would prefer like more students and more staff to be vaccinated. Can we carry on with the contactless learning as a substitute of, or are the universities saying that, you know what, if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to come on campus because there's nothing we can do about yeah. it. I don't know if I phrased that question well enough for you to understand. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And look, I, I mean, uh, first of all, let me just say, you know, the universities are adopting different approaches. Right. So there isn't a standard approach. Right? So there, there are different approaches that have been adopted, and some universities are really opting for, uh, you know, for a process of engagement, a process of uh, of convincing people that it's important to take vaccines. The, the the challenge, of course, is if we start having outbreaks on our campuses. Now, I want to go back to my first point. You see, the, the idea of bringing students back onto campus is not simply about getting them back on campus, right? It's about, you know, what we'll have next year is a group of students who are due to graduate next year who have spent absolutely no time on campus. You know, they've spent like two or three weeks on campus. And so they will be graduating at the end of next year and have had no exposure to being on campus. Now, why is that important, right? The reason that that's important 
is because, you know, um, you know, we all know the bulk of the learning that occurs through a university qualification doesn't happen in the classroom. Mm, you know, it doesn't. Happens, it happens in social setting, you know. Yeah. It happens in engagements. It happens in the clubs and societies mm. and so on. So, you know, from that point of view, the, 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 the idea that we should bring our students back onto campus is to try and ensure that for those students who are graduating next year, that they've had at least one year, you know, <laughs> of, uh, that experience. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And anyways, just to wrap it up, Professor, I mean, yeah, you have mentioned sure. a lot, but let's look at it, right? South Africa, we're still in lockdown, should we call it, right? Whether it's yeah. your level one or to your level five sure. or your stage sure. one to your stage five, we're still sure. in lockdowns, right? So there's always constant restrictions in terms of uh, numbers allowed in venues. And when you're looking at, at your big universities, maybe VITS for one, right? Direct down to VITS or your UCT, where you have yeah. classrooms of large numbers, right? What do we do when things such as when they uh, things such as they say um, there is a fear of a fourth wave, further yeah. restrictions on staff for students, yeah. and and now yes, I understand the compulsionness in terms of people being vaccinated, but how does it really fit in that sense, especially in South Africa? I know, like, okay, yes, look, right now we're lucky to to say that yes, two thousand people in an outdoor venue. I, I mean, not many universities really have outdoor venues, but <laughs> looking at it like yeah. when you're small number seven fifty, which does accommodate you, especially when you look at your first or second years with those larger groups is it something that can really say that yes we can implement it from 2022 or something we look forward for much further right because yes the fourth wave can happen but there's still fear in terms of like at some point what if we even reach the seventh wave and i mean it's not something that i wish not try to be negative but are we like to see 2022 as another year of learning in terms of like yes this being implemented we'll be able to come to campus as you have mentioned or sh- like for me how i definitely say i just support online learning is it something that we should just keep on the back of the hand yeah so so let's just remind ourselves you know that actually we've learned a lot through COVID 19 with regard to the use of technology for teaching and learning so so the one option that's open to universities is to get students back but not to go back to you know, to dense kind of uh, 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 lecture theatres, you know, densely occupied lecture theatres, you know, to, to, to have sort of uh, what we call, what we might refer to as blended learning, you know, where students continue to use technology, but they are on campus, you know. Uh, so they, they sort of in environments which are, uh, which are safer than would be if we had them in, in dense, uh, densely occupied uh, lecture theatres. So, so I think that there will be a range of options that are open to universities to ensure that uh, campuses are safe. But of course, what that requires is, is, is for us to try and ensure that the maximum number of people are vaccinated. Sure, Professor. And I think yeah. that really is a message that we are sending out that we yes, really yes. do want the, the, the majority sure. of our citizens sure. to be vaccinated, whether it is in the school setting, but when you look at institutions such as universities or when you look at maybe your, your more religious, uh, uh, maybe affiliated places as well, you're always saying that message that, you know what, the more they call out to let people vaccinate, then it will definitely assist us in getting through the pandemic. So honestly, Professor, I think that's how we'll wrap it up here. This feature was brought to you by Higher Health. Improving well-being, inspiring success. Follow us on Facebook at Higher Health SA or visit our website on www.higherhealth.ac.za to learn more about our work.